glad you're here today. It's an exciting, exciting day in God's house. Exciting day in the history of the hills. And you get to be here today. Y'all, we had a great, great crowd at 9 a.m. Just people everywhere and uh, just so excited about what God's doing. Um, I, I want to I wanna just dive right in today. Matthew chapter 25 is our text. Matthew 25 and verse number 14. Diving in. What about the best news ever? We'll do it. Chill out, okay? Chill. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> you see what I'm doing there? I ain't going to let you hear it and then cut out for the message, okay? I got y'all. I know about y'all. Uh, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated. Everybody say the kingdom. I, I've been feeling the Lord leaning in on me the past several weeks to preach more this year about the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, because you know that's what we're a part of, right? Kingdom. It's got its own culture, its own laws, it's got its own blessings, the kingdom. And we get to be a part of that, the kingdom of God. I want to remind you, this is something we'll be sharing over the next several weeks, is that we sometimes get so focused on the church that we forget the church's job is to help set up the kingdom of God, all right? So don't get so focused on church that you miss out on what church is supposed to be about. Everybody say the kingdom. kingdom. All right. So this says, this is, uh, this is a parable that illustrates the kingdom of God. So I want you to keep that in your mind today as we're going through this. He called together, by the story of a man going on a long trip, he called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. Many of you will know this as the parable of the talents. Uh, that's what one translation calls it. One translation says it's the parable of the three servants. So I believe that it's the parable of the kingdom of God. This is how God does things in his kingdom. This parable illustrates, as it says, as Jesus says, it illustrates the kingdom of heaven. It also illustrates exactly what Jesus did. If you put Jesus in that place as the man with the money, all right? If you put Jesus there, what you see is that Jesus comes to earth to establish his kingdom, to set it up. He, he gives his life. He sheds his blood. He, he, he lays it all out, gives everything that he has, and then resurrects. And the scripture says that he was taken up before men into heaven. So in other words, he comes and he goes to a far country, right? But before he leaves to the far country, he gives them notice. I want you to go, and I want you to wait for the promise that I'm going to give you. Because I got some treasure I want to put in each of you. I want to trust you with this treasure. And they go, and they tarry and wait. The promise of the Father comes upon them. And now... Each believer is walking around with a treasure in jars of clay. How many sometimes feel like a jar of clay? 
How many sometimes feel like a jar of something worse than clay? Can I hear an amen from y'all? This treasure, the greatest gift that God could ever give, the gift of his Holy Spirit. Placed it within us. And then placed the gospel of Jesus Christ in our hands. Gave us the keys to the kingdom. I was just reading, as I was reading this, it's funny, I'll study all week, and then sometimes as I'm preaching, I'll see something I didn't even see as I would, and I saw it just then, the story of a man who entrusts his money, y'all, come on, that's a big deal, ain't it? When you, that's more than a servant, that's a trusted servant, that's somebody that has proven that they can handle it. He didn't just give us money. He gave us his spirit. He gave us his blood. He gave us his grace. He gave us his freedom. That was where you would be like, uh-huh. See, right there, you'd be with me if you were with, with me right now. Come on. <laughs> he handed that to us freely. Gave us a gift. And then now goes seated at the right hand of the Father. Especially the kingdom. The kingdom really means this, the king's domain. So you can write that down in your notes, write kingdom and then equal sign and say king's domain. It means where the king rules, what dominion and what is, what is his domain. And I'm excited about over the next several weeks really unpacking that and preaching about the kingdom of God and our place in it. And God, his domain, he comes and takes territory He takes authority. Jesus Christ does. Every knee is now going to have to bow under him. He's got the name that's above every name. And what does he do with that authority? He said, all authority has been given unto me and in heaven and earth. Now I want you to go and teach nations, baptizing them, discipling them. Look at your neighbor and say, he... Look at your neighbor. That'd be the person beside you. Some of you are like getting up and going home. I go to Look at your neighbor and said, he... Meaning God trusts you. So he has taken this treasure. He's placed it within us freely. Aren't you glad that he gave it freely and you didn't have to shed your blood? You had to just confess, believe with your heart, confess with your mouth and freely. He just dumped it all on you. Now, let me, let me tell you the next step. But when he returns, he expects a return. All right? When he returns, he expects a return. Sometimes we can talk so much about the free gift that we forget that God still expects you and I to bear fruit. He said in John 15, he said, if you are not bearing fruit, I'm going to cut you down and throw you in the fire. That's pretty harsh, ain't it? Like, really? In the fire? Yeah. And then he says, and if you are bearing fruit, I'm going to cut on you so you'll bear more fruit. So either way, you're getting cut on. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> some days it's a little snip, snip. Some days it's <laughs> Some days it's Right? You're getting cut on because he expects you and I to be fruitful. He says, as a matter of fact, what gives God glory is that you bear fruit, bear a lot of fruit, and that your fruit remains. That is what gives God glory. So God, 
in a lot of ways, works like a businessman. He is showing back up, expecting you and I to take what he's freely given and make it better. You mean you say, I'm going to make what God gave even better? I am. Because look what he says in John 14 and 12. I'll tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with my father. So he places within us his authority. He places within us his spirit, his glory, his grace. And says, now you have two choices, servants. You have two choices. Look what the scripture says they did with it. Verse 16, the servant who received five bags of silver began to invest. Everybody say invest the money and he earned. You cannot earn unless you invest. Five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work. Everybody say work. And he earned two more. You cannot earn unless you work, 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 right? You just can't do it. I'm so sorry. One invested, one worked, and they earned, right? But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. You got two choices with what God has given you. You can invest it, you can work, and you can earn. Or you can hide it and you can bury it. It's not really about what you've been given. It's about what you do with what you've been given. Luke says this, Luke 12 and 48, when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. How many would agree as we sit here in a church that we love? I think, how many of you love your church? You love being here? How many used to go to a church that you didn't love? Just raise your hand, okay? It's all right. Now, if you're raising your hand over this one, then leave, okay? Go find you another one. Life's too short to go to a church that you don't like, all right? Life's too short to go to church with people you don't like, right? Amen? It just is. So get to a place. We, we're sitting in a church we love. We live in Nashville, Tennessee, y'all. Nashville. I was playing golf yesterday, and I got ready to tee off, and I looked over the view of that thing, and I thought, oh, my goodness. We live here. People fly in to come to Nashville. We wake up here. Y'all, we live in America. America. Is it perfect? No, but it's incredible. We're saved. We got Jesus in our heart. We got the Holy Spirit. We're going to heaven. We've been given a lot. Now, what do we do with it? To whom much is given, much is required. We have been given a much, much. Amen? A lot. What are we doing with it? You know, I find, I find that sometimes, we say this all the time, I give my life to Jesus. Well, I think instead of giving your life to Jesus, and here's what, the, that always happens when your life is a wreck, right? Hardly anybody comes to Jesus at the top of their career. Like, I'm at the top of my game now. No, it's like when you, the wheels have come off, you total the thing, you're just off in the woods somewhere, Right? 
That's when people come to Jesus, right? And so, and then that's like, God, I give you my life. Well, really, it's just a mangled mess, okay? So instead of giving him your life, what if you got his life? You received his life, and then you went to work and invested what he's put in you to make everything around you better and stronger and brighter and more fun and full of joy. Take what God gives us, make it better, grow it, and then give it to God. Instead of giving it to him here, receive his life, invest, work, share, serve, give, love. And then when he returns, you say, hey, look at this. It's better than it was when you gave it to me. What treasures has he given you? What talents do you have? What gifts do you have? What about your relationship? What about your marriage? What a treasure. Come on. And if it's not a treasure, begin to invest in it like it is and watch it become what you're acting like it is. Should I say that again? Because that's where the husband should like, amen, amen. Your relationship with one another. What treasures has God given you? Friendships, brothers and sisters. What about your children? Think about the treasure that God has given you with your children. I know some of you young parents don't feel like that right now, you know. They're just stinky and they're a mess and you're like, oh dear God. Y'all, they are treasures. Can I, how about those of you, your kids are grown. Can I hear an Amen. What if you began to invest in them like the treasure that they are? The treasure. Young parents, uh, here's what I found. Chris and I in, in July will be 25 years, and here's what I found. Sometimes it feels like 25 years, you know? Other days it feels like seven years. Some days feel like 53 years. You know, it's just like according to what it is. It just, marriage can feel the same amount of time you've been married, you know? But not kids. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it just flies by. How many would agree? I have a theory on that. Would you like to hear it? Doesn't matter because I've got the microphones. I'm going to share my theory with you. I think the reason it goes by so fast is because every few months they're a completely different human being. Newborn, different than an infant. Infant, different than a toddler. Different than a preschooler. Different when they're at school. And my Lord, then they're driving. And what happens many times is in every one of those phases, you're saying as a parent, if I can just get them out of diapers, if I can just get them potty trained, sleeping in their own bed, right? If I could just get them making good grades, if I could just, and then you have so many, if I could just, and then you're like, cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, <laughs> little boy blue and the man in the moon. If I could just get them to come home, right? So let me encourage you, treat it like a treasure every single day. Invest in it because it's kingdom work. Your kids, what about your job? The treasure that God's given you. got a job, man. 
You got a job. The treasure, your community, your neighborhood, the territory that you've given. What treasure has God given you? What treasures has God given you? And then the next question is, what are you doing with the treasures that he has given you? Are you investing in them? Are you working on them? Are you taking what God has given you and making it even better? Or are you burying them? Just hiding them away? I see so many, I would say that's probably the greatest anguish of a pastor is to see people just hiding their talents. I see it every Sunday. I see people walk in this room that are world changers and they just slip off, slip in the corner, show up a little late, leave a little early, just like hiding out here. And yet they leave this place and they just go out into the world and just take over, you know? And yet something about church and whatever. What if we could flip that and we go all in here? Invest with everything that you have. Everybody say all in. in. What are you doing? Are you taking what God's given you and are you making it better? Are you you bearing it? there There are a couple of reasons that people bury their talents. One, some people don't think their gift is good enough. Remember the... The other guys multiplied theirs, but the one guy buried his. They don't think their gift is really good enough. They feel like, oh, man, I don't I just, you know, I'm not that good at this. I can't do that. And you, and you see, you know, somebody that has, has five bags of silver, you know, they just come rolling with all this silver. You're like, I could never measure up. But it's not about what you have. It's about what you do with what you have. Well, I, I'm... I just, all I know how to do is cook. Thank God! We need some cooks. Right? Well, I, I, I'm, just a, I'm just a house cleaner. Thank God! I'm just, if I hear I'm just a mom one more time, I'm going to run through that wall right there. Just, that, just run through. Just a mom. How many of you are raised by just a mom? Come on. Well, I just, I don't, and you come into a church like the Hills in Nashville where there's talent and people can sing and, and many times you can, people can just go, well, I just, I don't, I don't, I, they don't need me. We don't need more singers, okay? At least not today. We may next month, but right now we're good. Here's what we do need. We need somebody that can smile and shake a hand and pour some coffee and take care of children, right? That's what we need. What are you doing with the treasures that God has given you? And, it, and many times I think we can think that the five talent people are the ones that are the trouble, you know, because they know they got five talents and they swagger in. Most of the time, that's not the people that have the issue. It's usually the people that have the one talent mentality. This is all I have. It's all I have. That's all he wants. Would you just invest it? If he gave it to you, obviously he thinks it's good enough. Invest it. Look at your neighbor and say, I think he's preaching to you right now. <laughs> All right, hey, that just one line. I just said one line, okay? I didn't mean, like you didn't give an outline. Come on, just chill out. Come back to me. So some folks bear their talent because they think it's too good. I mean, it's not good enough. Others bear their talent because they think it's too good. This is too precious. Like, 
I, I really couldn't ever use this in the work of God. I mean, come on. Come on. Do you know what I do and who I am? Right? It's just too precious. And yet, yesterday, you know, Friday, I met with a gentleman that is a world changer and a world shaker. And um, just incredible in this city and in all, all around the, the nation, he's just a strong presence and just makes things happen. And people know him. They know what's up. And yet, last on Friday, he carved time out, one of the busiest people I know, to spend time with me to talk about the best news ever that we're going to be sharing with you. I knew he wouldn't be here, and so I shared it with him earlier. And he said, I want to know what I can do. How can I help? How can I serve? And I sat there, and tears came down my face. I'm like, I want you to know how grateful I am that you're taking this time, getting ready to get on the plane and go, thank you for taking this time to spend with me. And he said, thank you for giving me the opportunity to invest my treasure in this. Let me just say something to you. And I said this at 9 o'clock and they said, say it again. So I'm going to make sure I say it very clearly. No gift is too good that investing in the kingdom won't make it better. No gift is too good that investing it in the kingdom won't make it better. You're the best of the best of the best. Great. So is the kingdom. And so what we do is instead of, because it's so good, we bury it in dirt. Well, that's brilliant, you know. <laughs> Let God use, nobody takes a, a light and puts it under a, a, a basket or under a bed. You hold it up, amen. Take what God's given you and invest it. Because here's what happens. If you hide your gift, if you bury your gift and do not invest it in the kingdom, Here's what the Bible says. I'm not going to read it. You can read it when you get home. The verse 28 and 29 say that the Lord said, the guy that buried his, go take his bag of silver. And he didn't say, give it to me. He said, go give it to the guy that had five and turn it into 10. How many would say that sounds unfair? Right? But what? Give it to him. He's already, yes, I'm going to give it to him. Because I can trust that he's going to do it right. He's already doubled five into ten. Surely he can handle one more. You ever feel like stuff is being taken from you? Do you feel that way? Do you feel like things have been snatched out from under you and handed to someone else? Could it be that God is asking you to be more faithful over what he's given you? And if you're not, he will take it and give it to someone else. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to try to say this without tearing up. Right now, in this room, are people that are sitting in these seats and you're sitting in the place of someone else that was not faithful with what God gave them. You're sitting in the seat of someone that God said, I'm going to give you a chance. Okay, you're not going to be faithful. All right, let's move you on out. All right, move you on out. Roll on, because I got a Gwen I want to bring in and sit right here, you know. Amen. So are you hiding your gift or... Are you investing your gift into the kingdom? Are you working to grow what God has given you? Because if you are, here's the promise for you. Verse 21. Then his Lord said to him, Well done, good, faithful servant. If you want to know what to do, those are the three things you can never go wrong with. Just be good, be faithful, be a servant. Just those. Just be good. Don't have to be the best. Just be as good as you can be. Don't have to be perfect because you won't be. 
Don't even have to be great. What I found is God is who make, makes people great. He takes a Billy Graham that just wants to live for God and turns him into greatness. Right? That's what he does. How'd y'all like that tag? You like that? I'd tag that in? Pretty good. All you got to do is just be as good as you can be. Next, just be faithful. Just show up. March around the wall. Just keep march, show up to work, show up to church. Just be faithful. Keep loving your family. Keep loving your kids. Just be faithful. And lastly, just be a servant. I don't know what else to do. Serve. Just serve. I'm not a real good preacher, but that's good preaching. That right there. Matter of fact, I may preach on that next week. That probably needs to be unpacked a little bit. And then he says this, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. So if you're, you're faithful over the treasures that he's given you, he will take what he's given you and add more to it. And he will add more territory. He will add more authority, more power, more glory, more grace. How many want more in your life? Now, if you're a minimalist, I get that. But just ask for more so you can give it to someone else. Amen? Folks that don't want more are not thinking about other people. I want more. And then he says this, enter into the joy of the Lord. One translation says, you have given me such great joy. You want to give God joy? Be faithful with the treasures that he's given you. And then my favorite translation says, let's celebrate together. Not only does God bless you with more when you're faithful, He invites you to a God party. And nobody throws a party like God. Can you imagine that? I am. Matter of fact, I don't believe we're going to do it today. Amen? So I want to encourage you today. Do an inventory of what God's given you. What has He placed in you? And then ask yourself, why has He placed it there? He's given you what he's given you because he wants you to make it even better. We should close your eyes. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you give us freely and then you give us kingdom soil to place it in and invest it in. How about today, right now, as I'm saying this, you, you're doing an inventory. Well, no one looking around. You, you've done an inventory and right away you're like, yep, there's that thing or those things that I could be investing more into the kingdom. Is that you? Just raise your hand. I want to invest more. I want to, I want to work, serve, give, share. Awesome, all right. But no, no guilt. There's no guilt, all right? All right, put your hand down. Okay, Lord, I'm praying right now that you begin to give uh, people clear details on how to go about doing that. How to invest, where to invest, who to invest in. For some of you, I've, I feel led to say this, for some of you, it's a person in your life. It's a person in your life that you need to invest in. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Your time, your energy, your resources, invest it. As I can tell you, if you take the fruit off the tree and eat it, that's all it ever is. 
But if you take it and you invest it, it's not just an apple, it becomes an orchard. God can do more with your time and energy and money than you could ever do. Invest it. How about those of you today that you need to invest your heart, your life? Not even about money for you. It's a heart issue. You've never even invested your heart into the kingdom. Either you've never asked him to be Lord of your life, or maybe you have, but it's, it's been a while, or maybe you didn't really even know what that meant. You confessed it with your mouth, but your heart wasn't quite there. And today, you want to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord. And you want to begin a journey with Jesus. We call it a fresh start around here. So whether it's your first time or the first time in a long time, I'm not going to ask you to come up front, but just right where you are, would you just raise your hand up high? Say, I want to make a fresh start with Jesus Christ. Come on, thank you. Up high. Keep it up. Thank you. My goodness. Oh, man, this is why we do what we do. Lord, this is your reward. Come on, hand up high. Fresh starts today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right, put them down. All right, everybody in the room, come on, open up your eyes. Open up your eyes. We close our eyes so that it's a moment of reverence. But man, there's some Sundays I'm going to go, open your eyes, look around. This is awesome. Raise your right hand with me. Come on. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you're the best and I'm a mess. All right, we won't go there. Okay. I give you my life today, Lord. As wrecked as it is, it's really all I've got. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my talents. I give you my money, my family. It's yours. Forgive me of my sins. Cover me with your blood. Fill me with your spirit. And help me to live an overcoming, abundant, and everlasting life with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Come on, let's celebrate today. Yeah!